And now, Matt Wright. Good. Whoops. Already off to a great start. I am back, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. I am Matt Wright, and together we are going to be traversing the muddied waters of freedom. And man, does it feel good to say that again. It has been, God, it's been months since I have been here. Um, a, a lot's been going on in my life. Um, I, I, I honestly believe uh, that the last thing that I said to everybody was, um, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And then I disappeared for multiple months. Um, so to all of you, I'm very sorry for that. Uh, that was not obviously the intention. I did not plan to go anywhere uh, for that long. I had with the best intentions ever to continue doing this show and continue to um, and to continue uh, making sure that everything that I was doing was uh, just that I was giving you the best quality product completely possible. Um, and uh, I, I wasn't, I absolutely wasn't uh, able to do that at the time. And there were a lot of reasons why I was unable to do that at the time. Um, I was going through a lot of personal stuff. Um, and while I don't need to really get into any of it, um, while I don't really need to get into any of it, uh, what I can say is that I, is that I, um, <clears throat> this is also my first time using Rumble and I don't actually know if it's working or not. Um, but, uh. I've been, I've, I, I was going through a lot of personal issues and I, and, and I was dealing with a lot of different stuff at the time. And while I don't really want to get into it, I stopped doing the show because I wanted to do everything that I possibly could, um, <laughs> that I could do everything that I possibly could to, um, save my family. And if that meant that I had to no longer do this show and that I had to no longer do the show and that I had to no longer, um, put my word, put my voice out there into the world about everything that is going on and the way that I see it. If that, if that was what it was going to take for me to ensure that I would save my family, that I would save my marriage, then I would do it because that was the most important thing in the world to me. Um, in the end, that didn't work. In the end, that didn't work. And what I came to realize is that you, you as an individual, you as a person may want to fix something more than anything else in the world. You may want to absolutely fix whatever it is that is going on in your life or with your marriage or with your relationships. But if you are the only one who wants to fix those things, it's not going to get fixed. It is absolutely not going to get fixed. And instead you are going to run around for a long, long time, just wishing and hoping that maybe at some point, 
all of the work that you are putting in will be for something and you will get your hopes up and you will continue to have your heart broken time after time after time. So you have to find the things in this world that you love. You have to find the things in this world that are worth it to you. And you have to always consistently and forever always remember that what it is that you love you need to focus on it and you need to be involved in that and you need to make sure that everything that you are doing in this world is aimed toward a particular goal that you see for yourself and if you find somebody in this world that wants to be part of that with you that's awesome and that is great and i hope and i wish the best for you um but you can't ever hang you you can't ever hang anything on that person because People change. People change. I thought that I knew somebody and I thought that somebody knew me better than anybody else in the world ever had. And it turned out that most of what I thought I knew wasn't real. And it, it broke my heart when it broke my heart when uh, I realized that so much of what I believed wasn't what I thought it was. But this is where we are now. This is where we are now. I've had to deal with a lot of stuff. Um, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff. I, you know, I, I dealt with tons of anger, uh, tons of depression. Uh, there was lots of sadness. There was lots of anger. Uh, there was lots of questioning what it is that I wanted to do with my world and what I was going to be doing with my life. Um, and the one thing that kept coming back is that, you know, I, I enjoyed doing this. I enjoyed doing this. I enjoyed sitting here and talking with you all about, you know, politics, current events. Um, but it also, it all, you, you know, you know, I, I, I went, I had to go through therapy and I bet I'm still in therapy, you know, because when you have something like that just ripped from you, it, just completely changes the way that you are that you view yourself and that you view everything around you so i've been, I went, I've been going through therapy i've been learning how to deal with my anger a lot better and i've been learning how to deal with my sadness and i've been learning to differentiate between the two which is actually a new thing for me um i did not realize that a lot of times when i felt sad or i felt angry it was a different emotion um, than what I was actually feeling. And I'm learning how to kind of figure, uh, I'm learning how to figure out how to get through all of this. Um, Libertarian Giggle said, I hope you still have your dog. I do, I do. Uh, we just went for a walk. Um, and uh, it has been, it has been a, it has been a chore and a task to try to make myself better because I will forever and always say that, yes, I was not perfect. Um, I was not perfect. As much as I like to claim that I am, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I made mistakes, uh, especially in the relationship that I had. And I regret those mistakes, but I am improving myself. I am going to get better. I am going to make myself better. And you know, that, goes with, uh, I've been working on new diets. I've been working on um, new exercise regimens uh, that I've been working on with uh, libertarians here in the community. Um, 
uh, one of there's a very well known libertarian uh, who has you know kind of pointed me in the right direction on what I need to do to kind of put on weight and to like get energy and not feel like crap all the time. And apparently, my diet of frozen chicken nuggets and pizza was not the way to do that. So you know I'm eating a lot more white rices, jasmine rices, eating a lot more vegetables. I'm eating a lot more. Um, uh, like whole foods and, you know, I'm not eating anything as much processed stuff. I mean, I'm still eating processed stuff because I'm me and I love processed food and I don't care. Um, and sugar is my jam. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I eat sugar. Um, but I, I've been working on bettering myself in all these different ways. The biggest one, I think personally, me think this personally um is i have not had nicotine in a month it has been a month today since i last had any nicotine and uh it's a it's a change uh thanks to this little guy right here i would say the product's name i'm certain many of you know what product this is um i would say this product's name but they are not a sponsor, so I'm not going to talk about how great of a product this thing is. Uh, but I love this thing. It is a lifesaver, and it has now been uh, four, four weeks today since I last had nicotine. So uh, God bless that product. And if that product wants to be a sponsor of this show, I would love for that product to be a sponsor of this show. Um, so... I'm glad to be back. Uh, it had been so long. I had kind of forgotten how to do things like write notes and uh, things like that, which normally I worked hours on those. And last night I was sitting there trying to write notes and I was like, I don't even remember how to do this. So we're just going to kind of wing a little bit of today um, because I wanted to get back in the saddle and I wanted to start doing this again because this is this is the one thing I know that I do, that I love, that I do somewhat well. And, you know, when Spike and I were doing this show together, uh, we would always say, you know, we did the show whether people watched or not. You know, it's like even if people weren't watching us, we were going to be doing this. And that is where I'm coming from now. This is what I'm going to be doing in order because this is what I love. So you guys can tune in and watch. Oh, and the other brilliant thing is now that um, now that I've kind of learned a lot about life and things, um, and I am not beholden to any kind of political party, I can say whatever I want. Like, I don't have to worry about upsetting a potential presidential candidate with the things that I might say. So I can say anything that I want, and uh, it'll uh, it's okay. Um, so... Thank you all so much to all of you who are uh, watching, who are watching this, who are listening to this in the future. Um, thank you. Thank you all so much. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be doing this again. And I can't wait to see where we go. Uh, hopefully in the future, we kind of get back to doing subscriber stuff again. But right now, I just want to get back to telling you the stuff that matters and doing the things that, uh, doing the stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, so... With that being said, that brings us to, do I want to do, do I want to do that? Sure, why not? So that brings us to the 
that on this one? No, it's not on that one. I don't know where that one is, but today's episode is brought to you by Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative made with masala chai, uh, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and that is it. You know what? You can't even go to that website anymore because that website is gone. So we need to figure out how you guys can get there. Um, I'll have to figure out how you guys can get there because I totally forgot that that was what was said on that thing. But it's brought to you by Mudwater. If you are sick and tired of feeling the crash from coffee, switch on over to something that tastes so much worse and you can enjoy. Uh, well, probably not. You can taste something that is very similar to licking the bottom of a hobo's foot, but you'll get energized and you won't get that two o'clock come down. Uh, I recommend it with honey, but you may be a sadist. I don't know. Uh, that is truly on you. Um, apparently you can now get, uh, mud water in Europe, which neat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So today's episode is brought to you by mud water and that brings us to the news. So there was a, um, <clears throat> there was a flight in, uh, there was a scare on a flight headed to Tampa from Panama city when there was a report of a possible bomb on board. But it turned out that it was not a bomb. It was not a bomb at all. Instead, what it was, was, uh, instead what it was, was an adult diaper. They had mistaken an adult diaper uh, for an explosive. Um, now, they say that after they cleared it and they said, okay, everything's fine. We don't need to worry about it. They said that uh, they don't need to... Uh, do any more investigation into it, but they do believe that it possibly came from this man, this passenger right here. My favorite part about this joke is that the people who are watching that later, the people who are watching or listening to that later on, uh, on Anchor or on Spotify or on Apple or wherever they are listening to their podcasts, they aren't even going to need to know what that picture is. They're just going to know. They're going to know what that picture is without them needing to see it. That's my favorite part about that joke. Um, so <laughs> it's completely unsurprising that that would be the passenger that they most likely suspected uh, would be the reason that there was a adult diaper on the plane. Um, Jim Jordan today attempted to become the next speaker of the house after the, uh, after Kevin McCarthy was kicked out two weeks ago because Matt Gates got his underage panties all up in a bunch. Um, now Matt Gates, Matt Gates did, and a lot of Republicans, a lot of Trumpians, a lot of Magaites, a lot of, you know, the, the, the Trump side of things, are cheering Matt Gates on about everything that uh, he had done uh, to get Kevin McCarthy out. And the big thing that he was complaining about with Kevin McCarthy is uh, Kevin McCarthy made a deal with the Democrats behind our backs. Then Matt Gates and five other uh, five other Republicans worked solely with Democrats to ensure that they kicked Kevin McCarthy out, which makes no sense. And the problem that, that Matt Gates had when he did this was Matt Gates 
was like, oh, we're gonna kick out, we're gonna kick out Kevin McCarthy. You know, we don't like Kevin McCarthy because of these things that he is doing. He said that he, you know, he was going to put these bills in separate, but he's leading us toward an omnibus bill, and he promised us no omnibus bill, which I agree with. That should be a thing, but when you kick Matt Gates out, or when you, sorry, Matt, when Matt Gates kicks Kevin McCarthy out and doesn't have a plan for who should back him up, who should be the next speaker, and you saw it, Matt Gates was like, we're going to kick him out, teamed up with every single Democrat to kick out uh, Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates didn't have anybody in mind, and he would be interviewed. He'd be like, well, they'd be like, so who should take over? And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. We've got a lot of people who are good, who would be good speakers of the house. We could have any of them as long as it's not Kevin McCarthy. But there was no plan, and now you're asking, ton, you're you're asking for 217 Republicans who are now upset because you kicked out the guy who, like him or not, he was probably the most conservative. He was probably the most conservative speaker of the house since Newt Gingrich and you kicked him out. Um, so Republicans were upset about that. So Steve Scalise says he's okay. I'm going to run, but he, he barely eked out a win in the, in the private vote. And he knew that he wasn't going to be able to get to 217. Uh, I believe the final on that was uh one, one fifteen to 99. Something like, I don't know. Um, but he 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 was close, and then he ended up he was close, and then he ended up being like, "No, I'm not going to do this because I'm not going to do this because uh, I'm not going to get the 217. I'm not going to embarrass us." So Jim Jordan comes in, and he was the one who got who got 99 votes to uh, Steve Scalise. So he runs. He ends up getting more. He ends up getting more, and he's like, "No, I think that we can get to the 217. I'm just going to talk to everybody beforehand." So he brings it to the floor today. 20 people voted against him. And what did they expect was going to happen? Of course, this is what was going to happen. These people were upset. These people were definitely upset that, uh, that you had kicked out the guy that they had voted on that was moving things forward. Like Kevin McCarthy or not. Like, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I don't like Steve Scalise. I, kinda, I, I like Jim Jordan because I find him entertaining. But I'm not a huge fan of his politics. I'm not a huge fan of any of these people's politics. What I'm a fan of is uh, them not being able to do anything in Congress, which is fantastic because the less they do in Congress, that means the less money that they're spending. Um, but if you're going to do something like what Matt, uh, what Matt Gates did in kicking out Kevin McCarthy, you have to have a plan in place. Without having a plan in place, you are just going to be floundering like the Republicans are now. Now, granted, with everything that's going on over in the Middle East and Israel uh, battling it out with Hamas, you can almost guarantee that the Republicans will pull it together and that they will begin to bring, uh, they will put somebody up soon. It's not going to be, it wasn't today. It might not be tomorrow. I don't think they go the 15 rounds that, um, that they went when they tried to get McCarthy. I don't think it'll be that many. I do think that it's going to take a few rounds in order to go. And this is embarrassing for the Republican Party. You kicked out your leader. You didn't have anybody in place. You can't decide on a new leader. Now you're stuck having to try to figure out what it is that you're going to do. So Jim Jordan will probably end up being the next Speaker of the House. That's going to upset a lot of people. 
that's going to upset a lot of people. Uh, but in the end, he'll end up being the next Speaker of the House. Everything will go on and we will probably end up giving tens of billions of dollars in aid to uh, Israel to help with their battle against Hamas. In order to get that passed, what will probably happen is we will have to make a deal, is that the Republicans will have to make a deal with the Democrats and they will have to uh, say, yes, we will, we will fund X amount for the Ukrainian war if we, you will also fund X amount for the Israeli Hamas war. And that is going to be how we end up funding both sides of this war. Now, I don't care what uh, Janet Yellen says. We do not have the money to fight to, to fund two wars. We don't have enough money to fight two wars. We don't have enough money to fund two wars. We are $33 trillion in debt, and we are just giving away tens upon tens of billions of dollars to other, to other nations so that they can fight their battles. Uh, Joe Biden is going to be heading over to Israel tomorrow, Wednesday, the 18th. Uh, is going to be heading over to Israel tomorrow, Wednesday, the 18th. And a lot of people are curious on what he's going to be doing while he's there. Could it be that while he's there, he's going to, um, could it be that while he's there, he's going to end up, uh, trying to get Israel to back off, go for peace, or is he going to give him the green, give him the green light to just take out Hamas? Only time will tell. But um, I don't want to get too much into the weeds with the Israel-Hamas uh, thing and the potential of Hezbollah and Iran and the growing nature of everything going on out there. Because later this week, I am going to be interviewing the one, the only, the pew-pew Jew, uh, Yehuda Reamer. And Yehuda and I are going to sit down and he is going to talk to us all about everything that is going on over in Israel. Um, and since he is going to know people that is over there uh, better than I'm going to know people over there. Um, this is going to be, he's, he's going to be able to explain a little bit more about what's going on. I also kind of want to know what his thoughts are on things like with Israel funding Hamas for the last however many decades. What does that, what does that mean in these situations? Um, so that uh, so be looking for that. I think I'm going to be doing the interview later this week, so it's going to be coming out later this week. Uh, later this week or this weekend, I'll be putting that episode out. Um, and uh, yeah, so tune in for that. Um, now it was reported. It was reported by Reason Magazine that Joe Manchin and Larry Hogan may be running third party on the No Labels Party ticket. And Reason Magazine took this as an opportunity to explain why neither one of these candidates would actually get uh, more than, would, would never get more than two to 3% of the vote. And honestly, you could just look at history to see why that would never happen. Um, as long as they're not letting you in the debates, you're never gonna get more than two to 3% of the vote. Um, but, they are saying that possibly what we are looking at is a situation where, uh, where Joe Manchin, the sitting president of the United States, and Larry Hogan, actually he's not sitting president anymore, not since the midterms, but uh, Joe Manchin and Larry Hogan could be doing this and that they are going to be spoilers, potentially ruining the chance for Biden to get reelected. 
which would, of course, then open up the pathway for Trump to come into office. Now, I have been a member of a third party for quite some time now. Um, I have obviously been a member of the Libertarian Party. I have dealt a lot with libertarians. I have uh, I've dealt a lot with libertarians. I have worked on many libertarian campaigns. I've been involved in some facet on the presidential side of them um, a few times. This is what I know. When you're taking polls, and many of the polls that uh, that the No Labels Party was referencing, uh, were saying that if it was Trump versus Biden, how would you consider voting for Joe Manchin or for Larry Hogan? And 16% were saying, yeah, I would consider that. And of course they do. Yeah, of course they would say that. But what I have learned from years of campaign experience is that when people say, yeah, I would consider that, when they go to turn and take a look at that on election day, and it has been drilled into their head for the last six months, this is the most important election of your lifetime. You're already hearing it now. There are shows that I listen to now that are saying, this is the most important election of the life of, of our lifetime. If, if Joe Biden wins re-election, we will never have the America that we knew back then. You're already hearing it. So when people step up and say, okay, well, it's time for me to make the choice between voting for Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Joe Manchin, Larry Hogan, They're going to make the choice that they were going to make all along. If they are stepping into that voting booth, they are going to be making the choice that they were going to make all along. It doesn't matter. It absolutely does not matter. Um, now, of course, Joe Manchin, Larry Hogan, they're going to say, yeah, we're going to pull 16%, but... You add RFK Jr. into the mix and, you know, his supporters are saying, wow, he's going to pull in 16%. He is the greatest politician ever. He is the politician that we need in this time, which is a direct quote from somebody that I was talking to the other day. Um, and I don't have an issue. Like, I don't like RFK Jr. I don't like any of them, but I don't like RFK Jr. I don't like his policies on, uh, I don't like his policies on guns. Like, so no, I would never support him. But but um, so I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Uh, sorry, somebody just texted me. I forgot to turn on my do not disturb and it was really loud in my ear holes. Um, but I don't have an issue with RFK Jr. running, but he's not going to get 16% for the exact same reason that neither will uh, Joe Manchin and Larry Hogan. And then you add in Cornell West. Cornell West is saying that he's pulling really high with um, with African Americans and minorities and uh, white educated liberals, and he probably is. But the moment that they step in there and they have to make the decision, a few of them might peel off, but most of them will not. And they're going to pull the ticket. They're going to pull the arm for the ticket that they always vote for, and they're going to vote Democrat, just like most of the people that go in there that are hedging their bets. Uh, on whether to vote for Donald Trump or some other fringe candidate, they're going to pull for the Republican. 
and that's not even and then once you throw in the libertarian party and a lot of people have asked me i've gotten a few messages uh since i announced that i was going to be coming back on whether or not i would be endorsing anybody for president from the libertarian party and the short answer to that is no i'm not no absolutely not um and here's why and it's not because, like and i like a lot of the people i know i know chase i know josh i've i've talked with mike a few times um i like them all i and whichever one of them wins is probably the person I'm going to vote for if I decide to vote at all. Um, but I'm not going to endorse any of them. Um, and here is why. America is a sinking ship. It is a sinking ship. $33 trillion in debt. Funding wars in Ukraine. We're going to be funding wars in Israel soon. We have a crisis going on at the border that nobody really knows what to do about because you there are two sides to that. And I can see both sides of this thing. I am typically an open borders libertarian. I am typically an open borders libertarian. I don't even like to call myself a libertarian, uh, but I'm typically open borders. But I do understand the need for security. And if you have people coming in that want to do harm, I get it. Um, we have a fentanyl issue of things coming in and you have people on the right who are sitting there saying, we need to take the military. It's the governor of the state that I'm in. We need to take the military and go after the cartels. That's incorrect. The easiest way to get rid of fentanyl in the US is to legalize drugs here in the United States, manufacture them here in the United States, sell them legally here in the United States. So that way you know that the people are going to be getting a consistent product that's clean, that is uh, that is safe, that is here. And yeah, people like me are not going to be totally happy and cool with you saying, oh no, we shouldn't have regular, you know, saying we should have regulation on it but at the same time many of us will be happy that you know we can go down to the store and buy cocaine if we wanted to um if you made that here in the united states some people are like well there'd be wars you know the cartels they don't want to give up their no the cartels would collapse so incredibly quickly because it would become a vacuum on who would be the leader nobody would know where their payments are coming from and there would be massive infighting happening within the cartels themselves it would completely destroy the cartels um but you have presidential candidates who are saying we need to go down there and use our military to fight the cartels no we don't need to do that what we need what we need to do is a much simpler much cleaner much more cost-effective solution that would actually net the u.s government some money should it be something that uh either one of the parties would actually possibly think to um to endure um but we've got a crisis going on down at the border we're funding two wars uh we're 33 trillion dollars in debt 
the two people that are going to be possibly running the country in 2025, one of them is going to be 81, the other one's going to be 79 or 80. Uh, we have nothing but geriatrics running this place. Nobody from my generation has ever stepped up to be like, you know what, we're going to be the ones that are going to lead. And a lot of that has to be because the generation before us taught us, no, you probably don't want to do that. You want to sit back, try to just kind of take care of yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. And that's what we did. We sat back. We said, okay, we're only going to worry about ourselves. America is an absolute sinking ship. People in Congress are polishing the brass on the Titanic. And the people in the third parties, whether it's the, uh, the no labels party or whichever one, um, oh God, what's that guy's name? The, the, the mathematician guy, the Asian guy that ran for, I can't remember what the name of his party is. Um, or if it's the green party who doesn't know who their candidate's going to be right now, because Cornell West decided he was going to go independent. It doesn't matter what it is. They are the lifeboats on the Titanic. And the Libertarian Party, unfortunately, is lifeboat three on the Titanic. And if you don't know what lifeboat three on the Titanic is, Google that. Because that is what it has appeared to me ever since uh, <laughs> ever since I left, basically. Um, no, I don't want to come back to the Libertarian Party, but it is lifeboat three of the Titanic. And I know it's very strange for me to make that many Titanic references, but these are actual factual things and not some stupid movie about a terrible woman. Um, so no, I'm not going to endorse anybody. Uh, I wish all of them luck. I, I really do. Um, I wish all of them luck. Whoever is going to do it is going to do a fantastic job at spreading the message, getting the message out. Um, and then they're going to say, we're going to get 10%. We're going to get that magical 5%. And then they're going to walk away with 2 to 3%. And uh, they're going to sit there and try to figure out what went wrong. And what went wrong is that the people of this nation will consistently and constantly vote against their best interests because they feel that this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Um, Yeah, so that is uh, the news that I have today. Uh, thank you all. I wanted to just get back so I could get back in the saddle of doing this again. It's been so long. I feel like I'm talking way too fast as well. Um, so I'm going to have to figure out how to slow my pacing down. But thank you all so much for being back. Uh, I, um, I've missed this. I've missed all of you. Um, I hope that all of you have been well. And I hope you've been doing better than me if you haven't been well. Um, but I'm back. I'm going to be doing this uh, at least once a week, possibly more. Um, at least once a week, possibly more. Uh, if I have, it might be if I have, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to be doing yet. But right now, once a week, definitely, you're going to be getting this guy, giving you the news potentially in the absolute fastest pace possible. Um, I would tell you, you know, go follow us on everything. But if you, if you are seeing this right now, you probably already follow us on everything. Um, and the website's down right now. 
because uh, I was pretty certain I was done, so I didn't pay for anything. Um, but we're gonna keep. We're just gonna keep it here on Rumble for a while. We're gonna keep it here on Rumble for a while, and we're gonna see what happens. So, um, you know, make sure that you give it a like. Make sure you give it a like. Give it a share. Uh, let everybody know that I'm back. That I'm back, and uh, we're doing this on Rumble. Uh, and we can restart this. Uh, we can restart this revolution. This muddied waters revolution from Rumble, and not worry about being kicked off by Facebook anymore, and not worried about uh, whether or not X is going to be the 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 bust that I believe it will be at this point. Um, instead we can just, we can kick it off here and we can start building it here and we can just keep moving forward. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I will see you all next week with a brand new episode. I need to figure out why the uh, camera keeps going in and out. Um, I love y'all. And, um, no matter what, remember where we're going, we don't need roads.